If you're listening to this episode, quick content warning. Uh, this is an, basically entirely about suicide. We talk about several stories of people who allegedly committed suicide. So just be warned. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. It's going to be a good one because today we're talking about people who do math, but not anymore. That is a succinct summary. I think I got it. I think I, I, I think I think that's sentence. the show. Yeah, that's, I think we're done. Thanks for listening. <laughs> people know now. Hello, I'm Cameron. Hello, I'm not Angel. Hello, I'm not Cameron. All right. Who are you? I'm Cameron. I, we <laughs> confirmed that. <laughs> Nothing that we said changed that. All right. Well, that's Allie. That's Angel. Uh, today, I'm not the dumb one. Today, we are talking about. Right. We are talking about a little event called the '80s. Really? Um, oh shit! Yeah. Speaking of cocaine. Yeah, I'm actually starting to think about it. In the '80s. It's not actually a weird time for people to be randomly dying and disappearing. That's true. Hmm. 80s, 80s was a good time for like everything that we would talk about being a terrible time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like you can include the 70s on that too. They had brunches back then, but they just did cocaine in the morning. That was what that was. The 80s. All right. Anyway, today we were talking about uh, a bunch of scientists' suicides, and they are pretty much, pretty a much. Legend alleged they're pretty much all suicides um not all of them though some of the cases are still open we're going to talk about it a little bit um but between the years of 1982 to roughly 1990 um roughly around that time about 25 british scientists were suicided so 25 scientists gone with the wind plus or minus a couple probably Yes. Well, a couple of them didn't go with a wind. A couple of them were decapitated. They <laughs> drove into a building. The wind didn't take a whole lot of them. There was the one guy who was, you know, sucking on an exhaust in his garage underneath his car. Not sure how that happened. That one, I guess you can qualify as gone with the wind. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful trailer for this episode. What started this, uh, what kind of started this in the public's eye was specifically a set of five scientists who all died in a very, very short time span from August to March 86 through 87. And one of them, another one went missing. So there were six scientists in total in question. One all went missing working at the same company, five died and all of them were working at the same company. Well, kind of all of them were working on the same contracts. Three of them worked for the same company. Um, a total of seven out of the 25 worked for the same company. All of them, however, were working on the same contracts which were the defense projects for the UK, which had ties to the US, which we're going to talk about. Uh, there was pretty much no investigation done into most of these. Uh, they opened up multiple queries and then they shut them down immediately saying they didn't need to do them. Uh, it was just kind of a whole shit show, honestly. Yeah, there's thousands of people working at this company and a few doesn't really seem that weird. That is what the company Marconi did say eventually is they said that they have about 35,000 employees. So losing about six of them is or even 25 fine. they were all like yeah that's okay yeah they're just like, like can weird. i just interject here doesn't the name of this company sound like it would be the evil family in batman yeah it does yeah. actually oh wait oh my god it is it's falcon oh no it is 
No, no, but I think Falcone is the one that's the most reminiscent of this name. I don't think it's Marco. Maroni. Maroni. Yeah. Falcones and Maronis. So this is really just a Falcone Maroni. Yeah, it's a nice mashup. Yeah. Falcone Maroni mess around. Uh, anyway, they were doing um, defense research and there's not really any clear motivation for suicide in literally any of the cases. So maybe one, maybe one. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Not going to lie for anyone who's listened to this episode uh, or listened to this podcast before. This has kind of some weird like Havana syndrome vibes uh, where it's like definitely like not did the government do it, but it's starting to feel a lot like which government did it. So that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Hmm? Or how many of them did it. Correct. Uh, yeah. So let's start this off with the scientists that practice the art of disappearing themselves. Allegedly. Allegedly. So three of these scientists that kind of were like the beginning of the whole what the fuck is going on craze actually worked for the GEC Marconi company, which is actually owned by General Electric Co., which is not the same as America's General Electric, although I'm sure it's all connected. And so all three of them worked on a defense contract and other people kind of worked around similar projects that were under the Ministry of Defense. Right. And this, this is, is all British stuff. And this is in terms of the specifically the six that are in question from 1986 to 1987. Though that's not like a year gap. That's from August 1986 to March 1987. So August 5th. Dun, dun. These are their stories. So Vimal Dajivai was a 24-year-old computer programmer who just allegedly fell to his death from the Clifton Suspension Bridge in Bristol, which was like over 100 miles away from where he was working in, in London. Um, so that's fun. He specifically worked for Marconi's underwater division and was dealing with torpedo guidance systems. And again, that doesn't really lead to any reason why he would travel over 100 miles to Bristol just to commit suicide. Right. What was he doing over there? And people said it's anywhere from 105 to about 125 miles. He would have had to travel to go jump off of a bridge, Mm -hmm. which is that's a lot. It's not it's not efficient in terms of uh, planning out your own death. It doesn't seem that efficient. Anyway, not only was this weird, his funeral or like his cremation actually mm-hmm. was halted literally literally last second um so a second autopsy could be performed basically because they had found a puncture mark like a teeny tiny puncture mark on his left butt cheek after he fell from the bridge and so there was like a brief moment where they were like oh my god maybe he was pushed off the bridge and then they were like nah it was a bone fragment he was maybe suicide. Maybe he wasn't pushed. Maybe like a snake just bit him. A one-fanged snake. <laughs> a one-fanged snake. You just bit him right in the left buttock. Or the government just fucking jabbed him in the butt with a needle. Honestly, out. I'm imagining like like one of those old Indiana Jones movies where they have like the flute-looking thing and they just <laughs> blow, blow the poison needle through it. That'd be great. Let That'd be imagine? a story. Let it be known that the flute-looking thing is a blow dart gun yeah i couldn't think of the name thanks yep. appreciate it i got you i got you back but you're right no that's kind of what i was picturing too uh i don't know though like you would have to get him like standing up there also they said so they ended up saying it was a bone fragment from what that's what i'm wondering like did his ass break when he hit the water <laughs> I d- i'm not trying to make light of this man's death <laughs> like like I, am, I have questions i I'm have falling questions and i can't get it <laughs> 
<laughs> that famous British accent. <laughs> I don't know but if like, I could do it in a British accent, to be honest with you. That's okay. This show, we've established that all British accents are Southern. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's already been established on this show. If anyone's listened to us before, they probably expect it at this point. But anyway, stab mark in his left butt cheek. I think it's weird that A, they'd known about it apparently somehow to try and do another autopsy. And B, they just were like, okay, never mind. From what I understand, it was something that they found in a previous police report that had gone like uninvestigated. So like they hadn't actually looked into it and they found something and they were like, oh my God, we need to look at this because he's going to be cremated in like an hour. Mm -hmm. So they immediately halted everything. It took weeks before they publicly said what it was though, which is also weird because if if you look and it's just a bone fragment, it's weird to be like, let's take a couple of weeks to tell everyone that because we're backed up here at the body factory. So <laughs> let's we'll forever call a morgue a body factory. Uh, so that's the first one. And that's not the weird part. Chronologically. This, is, this is where it starts to get weird. Okay. So then in October, same year, a dun, man dun. named Ashad Sharif, um, a 26 year old computer analyst, this one's fucking wild. It's not just he jumped off a bridge, you know, like any average suicide story. He allegedly tied one of her, one end of a rope around a tree and then the other around his neck. And then he got in his car and then stepped on the accelerator. And then they called it a suicide. What yeah, as far as like creativeness goes, I guess I got to give him a 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's like Shakespearean. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But then again, it also kind of like flashes me back to like a, a Don Maroney and, in Gotham, just like beating the shit out of his jeweler for making something priceless for the Falcones. And that's how he chooses to end them. He's like, ah, Scarecrow was busy, but I got something special for you, bud. <laughs> Yeah. I, the the weirdest thing too is it's it's reported that he was decapitated but i couldn't find if that was medically decapitated or physically decapitated because mm-hmm. you can medically decapitate yourself by separating your head from your spine or you can physically decapitate yourself by separating your head from you so um, i'm i'm gonna venture out a guess and say if he tied his neck to a tree and then hit the accelerator in a car <clears throat> or somebody did it for him i'm gonna guess that's physically I would guess that is too. And it was also a nylon rope, which makes me think even more. Oh yeah. That would just full decapitation. Yeah. Yeah. But the weird thing is he also died in Bristol, but um, worked in London. London. And I guess he had actually known this other guy that died previously as well. And reports actually made a point to actually say they knew each other, which is like, why who cares? Yeah, no, these two. So these two, they had worked apparently only in different factories and different divisions of research. Uh, So they didn't technically have a link beyond the fact that they both worked in London for Marconi on defense projects and then drove to Bristol to kill themselves a couple months apart. That's the only link. But they found no link. Just that one, (laughs) just that one thing that's actually like five. So, but police in the eighties, right? They sucked all over the world. Well, they claim to have found a suicide note for this guy they did. for a suicide, suicide tape, tape recording um, where he allegedly admitted that he had an affair and brought shame to his family. But like none of his family actually thinks it's real. And none of them say that he ever had any indication that he was going to commit suicide, which I don't really feel like is a fair argument because that happens a lot. But I mean, he had nothing wrong with his life. <laughs> 
the thing I have to say, suicide happens a lot. Tying a rope around a tree, tying it then around your neck, getting into your running car, closing the door, and then hitting the accelerator so that your head comes off is not. As one article called it, it's very macabre. It is. It's just like, it's so like melodramatic. Like, again, I'm not trying to make light of people's deaths, but it is very, very strange. You want to know strange? Talk about the next one. So January 4th, dun, 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 dun. Next year. Uh, January 4th of 87, a man named Richard Pugh was found dead in his home in East London. Now we're back to London. And yeah, again, London something that ties them all together. He was found in the very normal way in a very... Um, what was called an accidental death, which was a bag over his head. He was wrapped head to toe in rope that was looped four times around his neck. Yeah, that's an accident. Bag over his head. Seems kinky. How was I? That It does seem kinky, but I'm uh, there was no one else there. I don't see how that's an accident. I don't know if you've ever seen World's Best Dad with uh, Robin Williams, but definitely a masturbation tactic. Man, that's a movie. It's a good yeah. movie. That's a hell um, of a movie. That's it a- is a hell of a movie. It makes me cry. Yeah, he f- he was found with a bag over his head in an accidental death. They didn't really, from what I could tell, clarify what part of it was accidental, the bag, the rope, or the death, but I'm going to assume, I guess, all three. So Just another one of those that wasn't really investigated. I assume the rope was a snake, and then it turned back into a rope before the police got there. Maybe it's the same one-fingered snake that bit uh, Vamal's butt cheek. It might be. Now we're now we're putting something yeah. together. There's and something it, that links them. Let's reopen this investigation, guys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Definitely call the British police force. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what you guys call your police force. The Mounties. Oh, wait, that's that's Canadian. That's Canadian. <laughs> that is not correct. Anyway, he was one that died. But then there's January 8th. Dun, 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 dun. Avatar Singita disappeared uh, shortly after conducting an underwater acoustic experiment while quote unquote engaged on an unclassified research contract placed by the ministry of defense. That quote is from a ministry spokesman. Um, He Houdini only two days before his wedding anniversary, and he had already purchased a gift for his wife. Marconi apparently stated that Avtar and Vamal were nodding acquaintances and had lived together in the late 70s. It was a residence for the faculty. Yeah, Vamal, the guy with the, the butt cheek bite. Yeah. Yeah. He he ties back a lot, actually. Like there's weird connections with him consistently. And this guy specifically did live in the exact same facility and they were nodding acquaintances, which I feel like is a weird way to say that they knew each other and had spoken multiple times. Yeah, I feel like nodding acquaintance is just like something that you say to brush off if people are asking, oh, are they linked? Uh, yeah, they knew each other, but like... Yeah, they would nod to each other in the hallway when you know before they each had their coffee. But other than that, no. Yeah. But anyways, months later, Singita was discovered in Paris um, in May of 1987, working under an assumed name in a sweatshop filled with illegal immigrants. When authorities questioned him about you know why he disappeared, he said that he couldn't remember any of the details. He later resumed his scientific work and to date has refused to discuss his disappearance or the death of his colleague, uh, Vimal Dajibai, with anyone. Yeah. I hope I got that last name right. I, it sounded better than when I said it. So, <laughs> yeah. And again, like the, the facility that Vimal and Avatar worked at was in Loughborough or Loughborough specifically, which is an area that is pretty much is pretty much Britain's nuclear arsenal. And it is almost entirely submarine based is what I read. So pretty much their entire nuclear arsenal is based underwater, uh, which I feel like is very inconvenient if you have to go on land. You've got to bring the whole submarine. 
but that's true. And there's they, only certain areas that you can park your submarine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's pretty annoying. crazy. That's blew out my uncle's eardrum because they had to park in a certain area and then surface. And I can't hear out of his left ear. It's that's terrible. Yeah. That's awful. Um, but yeah, so they both worked in the same place and it was on nuclear weapons. So they were working on highly classified projects. Um, and then of course he disappears. One thing, like my brain goes back and forth on this one because I hear that he was found eventually in a sweatshop filled with illegal immigrants. And like my brain kind of is like, he was working on acoustic exper- experiments. So he just like knock himself out and they just didn't know what to do with him. I don't know. I feel like this whole, like he was found again is kind of suspicious. Yeah. I, because it, it really just like kind of seems to come out of the blue and they're like, all right, whatever. That's the end of the story. Yeah. And then the fact that he resumed his scientific work despite working in a sweatshop. And they just like never said anything like what? He could have yeah. been hiding too, since other people had died by suicide. You know, he could have just been hiding. And then once he was found out, he was like, oh, who are you? Who am I? That's <laughs> so, a possibility. It was those six people that kind of started this whole craze. And this is when like newspapers and all kinds of things started catching on and being like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like there's too many connections here. They're all too close together. Why no, no, no. Dying? We have thousands of employees. The connections are loosely based. Yeah. This would like technically be an extremely high suicide rate. If yeah. you just count like the small sample of the company and then six pe- or five people in like a short period four of months time. like <laughs> yeah and then then comes peter pipel who died in his garage i feel um, like these just like keep getting worse he was a professor at a royal military college of science and he was also working directly for the ministry of defense at the time uh that is from the ministry they say that he was he was working specifically with beryllium metallurgy and that is used directly, like the only thing that's pretty much used for at the time, at least, was for atomic reactors. That was what the research was for. So people put that together. But how did he die? He died in his garage. Uh, his car was left running and the doors to the garage were shut. He was found under the car sucking on a tailpipe. So let me just actually let me run through the night for people here. Let me run through this. So after a nice dinner with his wife uh, and some old friends, Peter went out to the garage while his wife went immediately to sleep. So she says, uh, and he went to go park the car in the garage. He then closed the door, which then means he can't see because the light in the garage was broken. He had no flashlight and he turned on the car and he put his mouth over the tailpipe after climbing underneath the car. That was Peter's night, which is really weird. Really weird. I don't know. Sounds pretty domestic to me. A similarly sized investigator who was the constable, he said that that was kind of bullshit and it didn't make sense to him. So he tried to prove this by he tried to get underneath the car when the garage door was closed. He says he couldn't. And then he tried to get underneath the car and then close the garage door. And he said he could. And he was pretty much the same size as the guy according to the constable himself. So he didn't think that that was the case. This case has remained open because of that. Also weird though. So the wife went to bed. She's the one who found the body seven hours later. And she claims that she went to bed. She woke up. He wasn't there. And she was like, okay, where is he? So she went down to the garage where she heard the car running. And then when they checked the car, the car hadn't been on long enough to be on for seven hours, but it would have had to have been running for seven hours. I mean, unless he just did it later. Yeah. I mean, I guess I mean, that's, that's also a possibility. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that, like, yeah, it's a, it's a weird fact, but for me, it's more of like a weird observation. 
mm-hmm. because why would it have to be why would it have to be running for seven hours if it allegedly had to be running for seven hours then i would assume that's based on the amount of carbon monoxide that they say he ingested mm-hmm. which if you're sucking on a tailpipe you're probably going to get a lot of it but at the same time if you can tell i'm assuming by looking at the gas right because if you have a car running for seven hours even if it's just idling, it's going to run through a fair amount. So for me, it was more of a weird observation uh, in general, because it's not like it's something that you can prove that was necessarily relevant. Um, Because again, if, if Peter did decide to commit suicide, like Ali said, he easily could have just done it at a later time. And then the wife woke up. Yeah. The question then just becomes like, what was he doing in the middle of that time? And where yeah. was he? And I get the vibe. It doesn't say for sure, but I get the vibe based on how this works is that the garage is probably separate from the house Yeah, because yeah. he drops her off. She goes inside. She goes to bed. She never hears any weirdness or anything like that, which makes me think definitely well, says he goes to park the car. Right. So it has to be detached. But the question is in seven hours, what happened to Peter Papel, who was a man who was doing very well in his job? He was very happy in his career. He had just had a dinner with some old friends and his wife, and he had also just gotten a raise at his job. So he wasn't suffering for money. He didn't seem to be suffering career-wise. He didn't seem to be suffering in general. The only connection that he really has to suffering are the other people that were working on the Ministry of Defense contracts, but under a different company. Yeah. And when you look at the larger group, not just these six, but when you look at the group of you know 25 plus scientists that allegedly died during this period of time... Um, that part of the story is similar. A lot of them had just received promotions or raises or, or something that would point in the opposite direction of them, you know, feeling bad on themselves enough to, to take their own life. Yeah. yeah, that is one thing that is consistent with everybody, including the final big case here, which is March 30th, which is David Sands, a computer scientist. He's like one of the oldest of all of them, too. Yeah, the oldest, I believe, is Alistair Beckham, who was like 56 or something. Mm. Well, this guy just like fucking crashed his car into an empty. It was like a vacant restaurant. Yep. And not only did that happen, his car ignited immediately and he almost was unrecognizable from the flames. It was deemed a routine traffic fatality, even though the whole road was straight and For some reason, he had a bunch of fucking tanks of gas in his car. That was the thing that the police couldn't figure out that baffled them the most for this case, I guess, is they couldn't figure out why he had so many tanks of gas in his car. There was like a lot. There was (laughs) a lot. His his car was packed with tanks. They said specifically that they don't know who put it in the car, which I think is a weird thing to say when you close this off as a routine traffic fatality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy had just returned from vacation and again, he had everything like fine going for him and he just veers off a straight road into a restaurant with a car full of gas. I don't know if that's yeah, wild. And, and part of the other thing too, is they're deeming it a routine traffic fatality. But if somebody crashes into a restaurant on a straight road with a million gas tanks in their car, I'm probably at least going to investigate it as a potential suicide. Yeah. I mean, something like that you would think, but no, yeah. they don't with this one. They, they don't call it a suicide. They wrote it off. Like, well, it's fine. I mean, you could have at least called it an accident. Like the guy with the bag over his head. <laughs> Yeah, put in a little I mean, they bit more did, effort. Just they kind of did, just traffic fatality. Routine traffic fatality? First of all, what That's is happening in this area? 
Yeah. Is this routine? Was Maybe this- that's the reason why that restaurant was vacant. It <laughs> happened routinely. Maybe. Yeah. They were routinely getting ran into by people driving vehicles filled with uh, multiple gas tanks. Yeah. They were like, this is a great location. Cars are coming through here all the time, but cars were coming through there all the time. I so. believe the name of the restaurant, it doesn't say in this article, but I believe the name of the restaurant was uh, Make Your Own Drive Through. Have it your way. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, David Sands, he, uh, like we said, he was pretty much uh, not recognizable after the fire. Uh, he was, however, before that, an air defense systems contractor and he worked for the ministry. So another person, another person connected to this. And like we kind of mentioned, this consistency of he had just gotten a raise or a promotion or something, which is like every single person that this happened to every single person had just gotten a raise or a promotion, or they were just doing really well in their career in general. And like, had just gotten some kind of recognition for that. So what we have here is like, finally got a raise. So sucks on exhaust, jumps from a bridge, decapitates self, wraps wires around self, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Uh, puts a bunch of gasoline into a car while driving on a straight as an arrow road and swerves directly into a restaurant self. That's, that's, a, that's a good summary. Yeah. And that last one feels very specific when you put it in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if there's anything that is specific, there is one detail about this next one uh, in 1988 that kind of sticks out to me and i don't know why i mean i guess there is a reason for it but i don't know we'll, we'll just get into it first um so in 1988 alistair beckham uh was found dead in his garden shed the current version of the case is that he wrapped some stripped wires around his chest took them into a socket here's the detail that gets me he put a handkerchief in his mouth and then flipped a switch to the socket a, if it's a handkerchief, it's not something that's good enough to bite down on if you're just trying to like, no, you know, that's the first light, th- light some uh, sparklers on your nipples or something. <laughs> um, it, to me, handkerchief in the mouth sounds like a gag. Yeah. yeah. It sounds bit. like a shut the fuck up and then I'm going to put you through some punishment. Um, yeah. I've seen Taken. I believe everybody in this world should see Taken. A, because Liam Neeson is a god. Um, but yeah, if you're A, committing suicide, I mean, why keep it quiet? Chances of them getting to you before you, you know, blow your intestines through the bottom of your feet is not very high. And I, I don't know that that one detail in particular, just uh, that's the part that kind of puts it on like a what the fuck? Like, yeah, there's a lot of this. Who kills themselves like this? Like, it's like going back to the decapitation I'm, thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, these people were just they didn't pay their taxes to the mafia and the mafia wanted to get creative. This is how you write short stories after you retire from being a mafia security guard. I'm like, I'm almost wondering if this isn't just a case of like the government suiciding people. And if this isn't just like some fucked up game that they're playing in this contract world where it's like, who can survive the most fucked up thing? Well, it's another like anomaly with statistics again, where like, not only is this an extremely high suicide rate for one company, regardless of how large it is, it's also an extremely high rate of like strange methods of suicide. Like almost yeah. all of these are not your, I don't know, typical methods. Like that was one thing that I yeah, saw. Yeah. It's, it's not so I've much learned. like, it's not so much of like a, a hanging or a gunshot or, I mean, even, and again, we're not trying to make light of, of any type of suicides, but I feel like even more common than that is like getting in a bathtub and, and putting a toaster in there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there are other more common ways. These people really like, it's like they go out of their out way. Of it, yeah. Know? It's, it's 
pretty ridiculous to me. It was like yeah, somebody trying to outdo the rest of them, you know. And I feel like the like the more people we talk about, like it just gets worse every time. And it's like, how are these people coming up with this stuff? Like this just sounds like torture methods more than like something you come up with as a, a way to off yourself. Yeah, which is where the conspiracy comes in. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And it's it's really weird. I mean, like we said, we've got the handkerchief. And again, this guy, Alistair Beckham, if you're wondering who he was, he was a naval guidance systems guy. So another person that's working on guidance systems, either underwater or in the air, which is pretty much what they all did. They all built some kind of guidance systems as computer contractors. Like, that's what they were. They were working on some very, very top secret projects, though. I was just going to say, like, you thought this timeline was fucking done, right? In 1988, you're like, all right, cool. This is finally getting over. But Buckle actually, up, bitches. Exactly. I like that. I like that line. This has a fucking prequel. Like we said, it actually kind of started in 1982, even though in 1986 to like 87 is like the weird part that actually like got into the news and like made people realize some weird shit was going on. This can actually be traced back to even more deaths starting in 1982. And that was around when the SDI was conceived. Star Wars. The STI. SDI. Oh, I thought you were talking about Strategic Defense Initiative, or as Reagan liked to call it, the Star Wars Project. You know, shady stuff. And this, like I said, it only came out after the later deaths. And then people kind of traced it back. So it had made public news. So specifically, Keith Bowden had made public news, but it got very, very quickly shoved under the rug. His family actually tried for a trial. They tried for an inquiry. They tried for everything and they were told to drop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Dr. Keith Bowden, he was one of the first ones, or actually, I mean, the first one that we know of that went during this whole program. Uh, he worked for the Star Wars program that's confirmed. And in 1982, he mysteriously crashed into an abandoned railway after traveling multiple lanes across the highway. Supposedly, it was an accident because he was drunk. Family said bullshit. Uh, They said that there's no way he was drunk, but the police claimed that his blood alcohol level was much, 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 much higher than it should have been. This sounds like the Princess Diana case. Yeah, except for this gets a little weirder than that because his uh, family said no. There was an inquest that was done. And part of that inquest, one one thing that was mentioned was that there were obvious signs that his tires had been replaced. There were obvious signs that his tires had been replaced. He was supposed to not have anything other than new tires on the car. According to his family, he had old and worn tires that were not meant for the road at all at that point. Guess his, how you go off the road. His family found this out. They asked why this wasn't brought up during the inquiry, and they told them to drop it. That is when they told them to drop it, which is weird. It's a little weird. I think so, it's more than a little weird. Yeah. I mean, his car was tampered with. That's a, Yeah, that's, and if, that's if you're plan. being told to drop it, like, who... Who else other than a government entity would have the authority to tell you to drop your inquest to your dead family member? Yeah. And his family maintains that he is uh, or that he was not drunk and that it was definitely something else. But they can't say what for sure, because basically they were, you know, lightly threatened. Probably the only lightly thing the government has ever done. Yeah. No kidding. Well, they did lightly shrug their shoulders at this whole thing. The UK government. So the government's like, I don't give a shit, basically. And a lawmaker. His name is John Cartwright, I believe. John John Cartwright. Something like that. Wrote to the head of the Ministry of Defense and said, quote, I do not wish to be accused of inventing plots more suited to a TV thriller than real life. 
but I think the circumstances of these four cases stretch the possibility of mere coincidence too far. Basically, this all is too weird and I don't like it. Yeah. And Ali apologizes for not using the proper Southern accent for that. I'm not doing that shit. Oh. (laughs) You can read Uh, the next quote. The response back from the Ministry of Defense was, quote, I agree that it is odd that they were all computer scientists working in the defense field, but there any relationship stops. I do not see that as a special inquiry, such as you suggest, is either desirable nor necessary at this time. And that's from Minister Lord Trefgarn. Minister Lord Trefgarn. I feel like all of those sound like titles in a Robin Hood movie. Right. (laughs) But not like not a newer Robin Hood, like the old Robin Hood where Kevin Costner has a mullet. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at this point when the Marconi company says that this is all just a big fucking coincidence and like, ah, it's not weird. And they say that they have nearly 35,000 people in the company and quote, these individuals working on separate programs for separate, separate companies at separate locations. And so therefore it's not really that weird, even though it's like 22 to 25 people dead. Yeah. And at the very least, you launch an internal investigation into that working conditions, some type of driver. They claim they did, but I don't think they launched one much more than do these people know each other. No, it doesn't seem like they had a lot of direct contact. But then it came out years later that all of the projects that these scientists were working on were all related to the Star Wars project in, in some, way. some way. And all connected to the American Defense Program, which is what was funding this whole program in the UK. Literally every goddamn project that every single one of the 22 fucking people were working on links back to the Star Wars program. So let's talk about the Star Wars program. Yeah, Star uh, Wars program. In 1977, George Lucas captivated audiences. Espionage. Oh, oh. (laughs) So the defense plan, otherwise known as the SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative, as we stated earlier, uh, was a ballistic missile program designed to help defend the country against nuclear warfare. Yeah, sounds good, right? But apparently it was pretty sus. Um, Several of them were also working on a project like that was underneath the SDI program called the Stingray Torpedo Project, which is why so many of them had all these connections to like underwater, like naval or even like specifically torpedo work that they were doing. If we had had stingray torpedoes, we could have saved Steve Irwin. <laughs> Hashtag save Steve Irwin. Irritating. Just irritating, really. Maybe that's the reason why we lost Steve Irwin is the stingrays were the torpedoes. Son of a bitch. The UK killed Steve Irwin. Oh my God. Fuck you, Brits. Another conspiracy. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not ready for this. Of course it was the Southerners. I can't handle it. <laughs> not Steve. Steve! There's so many crocodiles suffering without you. <laughs> As Angel recomposes himself. Uh, this was, the Star Wars program was started by Reagan in the early 80s. Uh, it was eventually shut down by Bill Clinton in the early 90s. So it didn't work. Allegedly. Pretty much. No, um, no, no. Read the thing in italics. I knew it. Please. You're gonna. Okay. <laughs> it was. It was eventually shut down by Bill. Some things are on the table. Everything else is below the table. Clinton in the early nineties. Thank you. Um, it didn't work allegedly because the Soviets figured out something else better. Well, which, not better. Well, like to in, counteract encounter, the secret. Yeah non-existent star wars program in the first place Mm -hmm. they started suddenly looking into anti-satellite programs and my favorite thing about this is government warfare because the governments are like how did they find out about our leaked star wars program they say knowing about the russians leaked anti-satellite programs (laughs) i wonder how they found out guys 
Yep. So basically, this entire project was scrapped. Thirty billion dollars. Thirty in 10 billion dollars of American and also some UK money. Yeah. Can we just Ooh. talk for a second about the fact that this entire like like Cameron was saying like oh this leaked project oh their leaked project basically the U.S. and the Soviet Union just had like a you know those those pissing contests where two guys are standing at a urinal and then they just keep taking step back to see who can launch it further and further <laughs> and further except their piss is our fucking money yeah 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 and it's it's the equivalent to a hundred billion dollars in the eighties too so thirty billion now. Like, or like, like that's what they spent then. But like, it's the equivalent of spending a hundred billion dollars now on a failed missile ballistic system, supposedly failed. I want to be clear on that because they publicly said it didn't work, but we still have satellites. Up in the air. That just sounds like a counter to they figured it out. Oh, yeah. now it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a, oh, no, the Soviet's going to beat us to the moon. Oh, miraculously, we pulled ahead. The moon landing's fake. It was all a set. But yeah, this program is, as we've said, what tied all of these 25 people together. And it's pretty much the only connection that we can find. And that's just the 25. That's just the 25 that we're aware of. Mm -hmm. There's also a few others that are like kind of relatively involved that weren't scientists like i saw a couple of journalists started looking into it it kind of just disappeared there's yeah. also like other people that worked at the company that weren't scientists that like apparently nobody talks about it, i feel like it expands to a lot more than just the 25 specifically computer scientist people mm. a lot of this initially led back to the russians because why wouldn't it <laughs> fucking putin basically not the- in the 80s yeah, no, I'm still blaming Putin. <laughs> yeah, this is all Gorbachev's fault. The guy's fucking nuts. But Russia's basically, you know, enemy number one aside from China at the time. So there's a couple different theories as to like Russia's involvement for how this happened, right? So there's the idea that the scientists were the ones leaking information to the Russians mm-hmm. and then allegedly felt so guilty that they decided to die, as yep. I believe Cam wrote in here. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, this is what the CIA says. So that's apparently where this idea came from, was from the CIA when they supposedly did their own investigation. Yeah, the people who strictly (laughs) said they don't kill anyone and simultaneously have suicided multiple people. No, no, no. The CIA is the most honest and open government entity in the history. The CIA is more honest than honest. That's why we call them the honest CIA. Yes. That is exactly what we we Americans call the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, that sometimes I pledge allegiance to the CIA instead of the United States. That's how much faith in them I have. You still wake up every morning to like the American flag and pledge allegiance uh, to the CIA? Yeah, it's hanging on my wall. You're just that yeah. American. <laughs> America. Yeah, Angel, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's also the theory that the Russians were one of the ones that killed them, basically to keep them from continuing their work with something that goes against Russia, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Or to keep them from talking about the leaks. That's another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a possibility. Then there's the other one. And then there's the idea that both the UK and the US offed all the scientists because they found out about them leaking information to Russia, which I feel like that seems like the most plausible. I feel like either of the last two, like either two or three could be possible. It was either Russia, UK or US. At this point, it's really just the Spider-Man thing where they're all pointing at each other to me. That's that's all it is. I mean, that was basically the whole fucking Cold War anyway. (laughs) That's what the Cold War was. Except for the fingers were mass destruction. Um, It's not as fun as the Spider-Man meme is because that one's 
mostly harmless unless you're afraid of fingers and spiders and men so let's discuss the freedom of information act and how it doesn't do shit in any country anywhere the yeah, freedom that's... of information that we want you to know act <laughs> that that would make for a longer abbreviation i think that's why they shortened yeah um, yeah sound better but anyways, Sweet. there was an article published, uh, in, an online article. I want to be specific with that because this is still just kind of like, I guess you can call it hearsay. I, there's not necessarily any real data to back up the story. I want to be very clear on that. However, I do put more faith in Tony Collins than I do the Freedom of Information Act. Um, so in 2006, Tony Collins published an article that detailed his attempt to find more information about these uh, allegedly suicided scientists <clears throat> utilizing the Freedom of Information Act. Um, the letter of law states that all federal organizations have to respond to your request within 20 business days. Again, this is barring any unusual circumstances. But they have to um, let you know if there are unusual circumstances. Yes, uh, they do have to let you know. They also have to let you know within that 20-day period if they need more time to gather the data that you're requesting. Mm -hmm. It took six months for them to respond to Tony Collins. It took six months and they didn't even mention, and again, by law, they are required to mention that he requested the information. They did not mention that he requested the information. So this um, was all like illegally done. <laughs> this, there, there was absolutely nothing done correctly um, about this. I, I know it doesn't happen very often with the government, but what? here we are nitpicking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the official response was that there was absolutely no information recorded about any of the scientists' deaths. Yes, you heard that correctly. The company that employed 25 plus mysteriously dead scientists and or other faculty had absolutely no data about any of them. That's fun. This is a direct quote from the article. In fact, the poor official who spoke to me had spent months looking for material and found nothing at all. Not one piece of paper. The official reply was that the MOD has no recorded information on any of the cases I had mentioned. So much for the ministry's record keeping. It was as if the deaths had never happened. Just bloop, wiped clean. Yeah. What better way to get people off your fucking case than just deleting everything? Yep. If only I could do that to my 2010 Facebook statuses. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> you can delete those. I mean, yeah. Uh, not really. Time. <laughs> <laughs> the Internet is forever. Kid. <laughs> so um, I wanted to mention this little thing that I found and, you know, doing my reddit research i was scrolling through reddit and this guy had actually like posted a link to something wow so i clicked on this article it took me to a blog it listed like literally every single person's death and what happened which we obviously did not go through 25 individual people's deaths because that would take way too long just know that they're all weird um so this guy writes a blog and he wrote this whole thing about this case right and then google sent him a notification that it was removed from European search engines. I guess I'll just read the quote. Um, it was taken off Google search in Europe. And like, just note that I found this through Reddit. <laughs> I didn't actually find this on Google. So quote, the following notice was sent to his blog on January 24th, 2015. Apparently in response to a request from a foreign government to remove this page from Google search results. Note that it was not an email message that could be forged, but an official Google notification posted in his in my Google Webmaster Tools account, um, which is a, secu a secured Google area for webmasters, um, articles concerning suspicious events department deaths seem to be censored in Europe. And it's like this whole thing about 
how there's like names mentioned in the case that in like his blog that they don't want out there like searchable or something and like I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. You know, one of those circumstances for us bored conspiracy people on the internet suddenly gets censored out of nowhere. That is a bit weird. So I, um, <laughs> I dug as deep as you can in about 45 seconds on Google. And I searched the article. It was a generic search, altered dimensions, uh, the people who got sent the notice from Google and then Marconi scientists. And I put in the range January 11th, 2015 to January 17th, 2015. And it says, it looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. Try searching cake recipes. Cake recipes? Um, <laughs> that, that is exactly what it pops what? up. I don't know that I have ever, ever searched on Google and gotten a response like this. Usually they will happily take one word and present you articles or web pages based on that one word. They could have taken dimensions and given me feedback for yeah. dimensions. Yeah, I don't think weird. I have ever seen this answer on Google at all, if you can call it an answer. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so. It's been deleted from American ones too, apparently. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, because I I'm found it, like it. I said, through Reddit, like just a Reddit thread about this whole conspiracy. And then somebody had posted this article that had some of these other fun theories in it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and search cake recipes and see if it comes up instead. Mm, everything's a cake. I uh, see. Nope, I just got sno snickerdoodle mug cake and lemon crunch cake. Did so. you type in Ministry of Defense cake <laughs> recipes? Oh, you're right. Ministry <laughs> get Harry Potter of Defense. The number one response to that search, uh, cake recipes of Ministry of Defense UK, is Bonnie Stern. My souvenirs of Sicily include these six savory. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's it. Missiles <laughs> aren't savory. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could say they're salty. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about other theories. Other theories. Here's the fun part. Um, so we already talked about Russia. And, uh, but have we talked about Russian death rays? We did in the part I cut out. <laughs> now you have to cut that out. <laughs> no, please keep that. <laughs> anyway, Russian death rays. Which sounds wild, but it's actually not, considering we kind of already talked about something like this on the podcast. So basically the theory here is that Russians had allegedly engineered an electromagnetic death ray that they had been using to drive these scientists to suicide. However, this doesn't sound too unfamiliar. So this actually really just sounds like an over-dramatization, I couldn't say that word, of technology that we actually already know exists. Although it's unclear whether or not it can kind of cause this kind of wild damage which we talked about in our Havana syndrome episode, which is kind of similar with like their whole sound cannon thing, but whether or not that can actually like cause this kind of brain damage and all kinds of other health problems as we talked about in that, which mm -hmm. is something that's currently going on. Like it's not even old. It's like now. <laughs> yeah. But to, for back then for them to have it dialed in enough to like, yeah. And, and that's assuming that they drove them to suicide on purpose, but to be able to target that portion of the brain, enough to to drive them to this and and also like did somebody just misfire the sound cannon and hit that dude in the ass and chip away at it i don't know it, 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 it i feel like it would have blown his ass into you know his cheeks would have separated for sure that is another universe that's <laughs> happening right there that's the sound cannon man committed right? suicide by jumping 300 feet away from the bridge <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that sound cannon was aimed directly at a time portal. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh my God. So the theory here is that the Russians just, you know, blasted their poor brains with sound cannons and caused them severe brain damage to to the point of suicide. Or maybe they just got in their ears, like those supposed like shopping things that secretly whisper sweet nothings into your ears, and they're like, buy this coat. The Russians were like, do it. So yeah, there's that. And then there's this. So there's a group of conservatives. Gotta love those people, uh, specifically in Washington, D.C., who think that the deaths are the work of a European-based left-wing terrorist group. Fucking surprise. (laughs) (laughs) You can count on those people to blame left-wing terrorists. Oh, man. The quote that I saw was, such as those who took credit for gunning down a West German bureaucrat who'd negotiated Star Wars contracts. Seems a little specific, but I'll just go ahead and take the source's word for it. Yeah, I'm going to assume that they're speaking about Mace Windu. (laughs) You know, those conservatives, they don't like Mace Windu. Those purple lightsaber. Yeah, that's the color they're concerned with. Um, Yeah, it really doesn't go anywhere else. I just saw that kind of mentioned in passing and just like they normally mention those things. But yeah, the next one's even more fun. It's always fucking aliens. (laughs) Fucking aliens. So this theory goes that technology that was actually being researched in the Strategic Defense Initiative was actually just fucking aliens. So for fear that these scientists would talk about the space lasers or whatever it is that they were researching, they were killed once their work was done. I mean, it kind of lines up since like all of these people were supposedly getting raises or moving up out of whatever job they were in. So they were just like, well, fuck, we can't let that happen dead yeah that's a good point if i was an alien i don't know if i was an alien <laughs> i feel like i would rather abduct rather than force suicide upon them unless they were testing out their own uh booty cheek exploding sound cannon <laughs> what well, the, the other guy that happened to be at bristol at the time is like i'm not going that way <laughs> He's all, I'd rather just drive into this fucking restaurant. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you have to lump aliens in when we're talking. You can literally lump aliens into every conspiracy. Literally anything. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's viable for any aliens. Yeah. Um, Who wants to talk about this last one? Sexcapades? Espionage? Sexpionage? (laughs) Apparently, several of these deaths were ruled as sex games gone wrong. Again. If you haven't seen World's Greatest Dad, check it out, um, which already sounds sus. Okay, here's a direct quote about the sexpionage um, from some guy. Disposing of an enemy and making it look like a perverted fantasy gone wrong is in the training manuals of every spy agency from M16 to Mossad. The sex game cover is a very useful mechanism in a murder. Not only does it provide a disguise for the actual means and method of death, but it trashes the reputation of the victim and blunts the energy of any subsequent investigation. That's from a guy I think I think was an MI6. So who just kind of makes I said M16, didn't I? Yeah, you did. That's okay. It's let late. it be known that it's MI6. I hope they don't have 16, but they probably do. Probably. But anyway, yeah, there's like this whole theory that um this is just a tactic, like another tactic with all of the ones that were apparently ruled sex games gone wrong, is just something that they use. Because actually I guess it kind of makes sense when you read that quote. Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty easy cover. Just blame men for being men, basically. It makes sense in the 80s, too, because if it's oh, yeah. anything that looks remotely not straight, the police are going to be like, well, I don't care anymore. 
So yeah, that's true. But I also feel like we would have heard more of these deaths discounted as being that's what I'm wondering. Perverted homosexuals. Maybe because the deaths were just so confusing, police were like, well, it can't be sex related. Again, a man was in his home, from what I read multiple places, in his kitchen with a bag over his head tied up. I don't think this is referring to any of the ones we actually talked about. No, I'm just saying, like, that could, I could see how someone could walk in and be like, is this a sex thing? Yeah. But also, it's just confusing at the same time. (laughs) Or like, you keep mentioning the Robin Williams movie, and I'm thinking about the guy in the car who tied a rope to a tree, took it to an extreme yeah very big extreme uh yeah now those are some interesting theories i'm gonna say instead of ending this episode with what do you believe let's just make it a little more specific angel which government do you think this was oh that's the fun part honestly um i feel like you could flip a coin and still be right in any of those situations so (laughs) not to mention it would have to be it would have to be a three-sided coin um because there's obviously the Russians at play, UK, um, <clears throat> the US, which is obviously the driving force behind, mm-hmm. you know, any of this. Uh, well, I say that, but that's just what I personally believe, considering pretty much everybody that was involved uh, with the Star Wars project. So I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and lean towards uh, the United States. Mostly because if you want to get rid of your own scientists, why would you, if you want to get rid of your own scientists and you're willing to relocate them a hundred and some odd miles, why not just relocate them outside of your country in order to kill them and say they were, it was a vacation accident. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a little bit more. That's fair. Yeah. I I don't know. And and besides uh, Avatar being found in Paris, I mean, again, he was found alive and then continued his work afterwards. So I don't see the UK trying to get rid of him and then being like, Oh shit, he was found alive. Let's just bring him back to work. You know? I so. mean, I don't think they'd kill him at that point because then it'd be extremely suspicious. No, but, I, but I also wouldn't see them bringing him back to continue his work, maybe put on a different project or doing something menial where they could keep an eye on him. But uh, from what I remember, it specifically said he continued his work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, you know, continued. He was yeah. brought in to not so, say anything. So I don't know. If I had to pick one, I would say the U.S. If I had to voice my own opinion, I'd say probably a conglomerate. Just roll a d20. You'll get one of them. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Stamina check. All right, Cam, what do you think? Um, I kind of like the idea that like you can flip a coin and you'll just wind up with anyone really, because it it is true. It's one of those things that reminds me, I I think there's probably more than one thing going on here. And I have a feeling it's probably more of a farce between governments than anything else, since we oftentimes see that kind of thing. And one of the things I want to draw back to is Paul Benowitz from way back at Dolce Base. For people who don't remember, don't know, uh, you should go listen to our Dolce Base episode. But in Dolce Base, uh, we talked about DUMS, which are uh, deep underground military bases. And Paul Benowitz specifically was someone who had been spreading rumors that there were a ton of them around his area. But the biggest thing that I remember from that was a man named Richard Doty, who was tasked with giving misinformation to Paul Benowitz. And what Richard Doty ended up finding out 
is that not only was he giving Benowitz misinformation, so was the NSA at the same time, but they weren't coordinating and they ended up giving him two different sets of information. So they were both just fucking with this one guy. And I'm almost starting to wonder if it's like some of these were killed by one government, some of these were killed by another, and they're all for different reasons. But all of it is to keep secrets for the Star Wars program, which now is defunct, which is why we don't really have any scientists that die once it's defunct. Like, we don't have, like, a slew of scientists that just went dead. because <laughs> That went dead. Went dead. Unless, I mean, in, unless they found a better way to compartmentalize. Compart- compartmentalize. Yeah. So what, what, if you had to pick one government, who do you think is the most suspicious? I, I'm not going to choose a government because I don't really know. I If anyone probably the uk because they had the most to lose they had millions of dollars of contracts from the us for this defense program and everything was on the table to lose so they definitely would have lost things if everything had fallen under and if leaks had been found out from their own contractors specifically from the ministry of defense's own contractors america would have immediately probably cut ties with them so Gonna go with the UK if I have to choose one. What about you, Allie? I don't know. I feel like it was someone on the outside. I feel like it was on someone like not like on the outside. Oh. Just like an external government than like what we've talked about, or like maybe it really was Russia. Like somebody who got the leaked information from all sides and was like, I'm gonna fuck this up entirely. And then tried to create a conspiracy, killed off a bunch of top scientists, and then made the news go fucking crazy. And wasted the government's time with a bunch of inquests. Canada. <laughs> it was the Mounties. The Mounties. <laughs> the Mounties. <laughs> Every scene, there was a man riding away on a horse. But it just it wasn't reporting because no one thought about it. Yes. It, I mean, which country would you suspect the least? Canada. Switzerland. That's true. We're neutral. Public. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to blame Canada. Anyway... Um, I, I don't know exactly who it is, but I do think, you know, the UK itself is also pretty sus. I feel like they didn't know what the fuck to do with themselves also, and they had something to do with it too. The only thing, the only thing that I want to say in the government's defense, everyone just gasped because we don't usually do this on the show. <gasps> <gasps> Thank you. Um <laughs> I think the only one who might not have been suicided by the government was Peter P. Paul, the guy who died in his garage. I think it might have been his wife. I'm just weirded out by her whole story. I don't know. I found him dead. Yeah, I just went upstairs. I slept for seven hours. I came back down. He was sucking on an exhaust pipe. It's like wow, he was sucking on the next door neighbor. You absolutely nailed the London accent. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. That was a very good London as that was supposed to be London specifically. Anyway, this has been another episode of Conspiracy Say What. Let us know what? if you had anything to do with this or if you were involved in this in some way. Yeah, do me a favor. If you were involved with this, don't let me know, please. Don't let any of us know. Yeah, actually, actually don't tell yeah. us. If you were, if you were involved with, with this, I don't really... That wasn't really that long ago. No. Well... It's, it's recent close. enough for whoever might have been a part of it to still be alive. Yeah, no, don't let us know. Anything. Keep it to yourself. We don't want to know. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. We don't, don't need to Although, if that. you have your own theories, you can tell us that. Tweet us or whatever us. We have social media. 
Yeah. You can find us on Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, all at our at Conspiracy What. Uh, we also have a Goodreads. I don't know if there's books on this one. I'm sure I can find some. There's probably at least uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. We probably took can, them. Yeah. Off of, yeah. If you can take the information off of Google, I'm, I doubt. You know, that's lot. fair. I was going to say, too, if you can find the book, then the government can find the author. So uh, <laughs> probably not. Um, also, yeah, I want to be you know. I want to be progressive and inclusive uh, for also for social media contacts. If you don't have that, feel free to send a carrier pigeon. Uh, just write a little letter on the pigeon or write a letter on a letter and have the pigeon carry it. No, you no, I it. prefer on the pigeon. On the pigeon is sometimes better. Uh, maybe in washable ink, though. That way we can write a don't letter. Damage back. wildlife. Yep. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter. We are on Kofi. If you want to throw some change in that little coin jar, uh, thank you so much to the people that already have. Until next time, I'm Cameron. I'm Allie. And I'm not Cameron. That's not Cameron, otherwise known as Angel. And for everyone else that's on this show who's not here right now, thank you so much for listening. Remember to always stay stitious and don't work on Star Wars movies, don't work in the projects. Government. Don't work in the government. Yeah, Star Wars is fine as long as it's Lego form. Or an actual lightsaber, like the Hacksmith. That's fair. Yeah, maybe just don't work for the government. Don't work. Just take Jedi I know, classes. I know the benefits are great. Trust me, not worth it if you're getting suicide. And if you're working on a top secret military defense project worth billions of dollars, maybe don't tell anyone. Tell also them good. you're delivering yeah. pizzas. Just drive a bulletproof car. That doesn't help with the rope and tree thing. <laughs> Smash the ability to roll down your windows. Okay, that's all. Goodbye. And if you feel a gust of air flapping at your cheeks, could be a Russian death ray. <laughs> yeah. Chances are you're being propelled off a bridge. <laughs> you think you're not near a bridge? You are enough for that cannon. <laughs>